Workshop Wednesday. Thanks, Mark. Yes, Byron, you're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) We are back with Tina Tambor from the Cromford Report. So much knowledge and wealth of knowledge in that brain. And she's uh, always, always coming on the dose to lay it down. So we appreciate you. This is Mark. That's Jeremy. Byron's behind the glass. We're going to kick it off today. We're talking a little bit about investment side of things. Rentals, investment rentals, Airbnb. Trends. Some trends yes. in those areas too, yes, on on whether or not to keep, whether or not to sell, what it all looks like. So Or maybe um, just pull money out, buy another place, yeah, rent this one out. You know, you know should you keep your first house and then you know, rent it out or something like that. So we're looking at um, certain areas that I think are going to be very good for appreciation, probably higher than the average for appreciation. And those areas are... Um, typically where there's a lot of flip activity, especially if they're actually fixing the houses, <laughs> you know, really not just flipping, fix. but right. if they're actually renovating doing the, the fixing house, part, the first doing death. the fixing part, <laughs> we the would fixing. like to see, <laughs> but you know, it, we are in an area right now that is pretty much um, central North Phoenix, you know, right around that PV mall you area. Mean where we currently sit, where we currently okay, are sitting. It. And so, when we look at the areas that are getting the most per square foot for rentals um, with a high level of flip activity and, and profitable flip activity, we are looking at this loop. So you've got major employment centers, all right? When you're looking at both flipping houses or you're looking at long-term rents, there are five things that I think are really good to look at for location. First, you want to be centrally located, close to a freeway, easy to get in any direction, you know, get to Gilbert within 35 minutes, 40 minutes, or get over to the West Valley within 35, 40 minutes, a nice central location. But you also want to be by an employment center. So some of our major employment centers, the 101 and the I-17 is huge. The Cure Corridor, which is that curve in Scottsdale, North Scottsdale, you know, where it comes around the 101 Frank Lloyd Wright area. Mm -hmm. That's the Cure Corridor, another major employment center, obviously downtown, obviously um, Tempe Town Lake. But now you have these emerging ones too. You know, not just Chandler too is a good one, but we have emerging employment centers coming out in Santan Valley, Queen Creek area. You've got um, the West Valley, the 303 and the 10, the 101 and the 10, the 303 on the north side on the I-17. As it curves around, you start to, we're starting to see some um, businesses go in there. You so have you want to make sure. And then you have White Claw. White Claw. <laughs> Seriously. White Claw coming in. Hey, is, when yeah. White Claw, in, I uh, think we've made it now. You have we've all these areas it. and then the town of White Claw. So anyhow, so you're looking for <clears throat> centrally located, close to a freeway. Um, you're looking for employment centers. You're looking for an entertainment district where people can go. So if you're close to say an area like Kierland, you're close to downtown Phoenix, close to Old Town, you know, someplace like in Gilbert, they have now these uh, entertainment districts that are popping up. So close to entertainment, you want to be um, close to outdoor space. So you're looking at South Mountain, you've got the Green Belt in Scottsdale, you've got a lot of preserved spaces scattered around, you know, you got Moon Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also want to be relatively close to the, to the airport. You know, like a, a quick jaunt down to the airport to get out of town. So those five things have worked really well for areas such as South Scottsdale. You know, that old town area mm-hmm. has all five of those. 
You've got South Phoenix that has all five of those. Um, you've got the central area right here, right around the I-51, and I-51, the 51, and the 101 uh, that you know, pretty much splits right down the middle. When we look at the employment zones, we have a circle of I-17 to the 101, all the way down to the 202, all the way back over to the I-17. That is one big major employment loop and everything in the middle of that is getting very good rents. And you're seeing a lot of flip activity in areas that are older. And I'm not, when I say flip, I'm not talking about iBuyers, okay? I'm not talking about Open Door, Offer Pad, Zillow. They're not really renovating. I'm talking about your traditional guys. What's your fix and flip? Huh? A true fixer. Up, yeah. A true fix up. And the areas that they're looking at Renovation. are areas that have older homes on bigger lots. They might even be able to add on a little bit of square footage <clears throat> and really make make a lot more on their, yep. their flip. And you're looking at this area that's very, very popular, very centrally located, close to everything. It's going to sell in this market. The, the key to that, though, is trying to find somebody who will sell. And that's the issue. Very difficult. And a lot I mean, of five zero three two has always been a you know a hot zip code. So. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, me, so. three two eight five two five four, and yep. you're starting. You still see flips that are in the higher end too, where mm -hmm. they can still oh, make a yeah. hundred thousand oh, dollars yeah. on their flip. Them all over, but instead of five, yeah, instead of that being sixty percent of their initial investment, that might actually be more like thirty percent, thirty forty percent. So you have to invest more to get that. But you have certain areas like this that are proven to be very popular and you may be able mm -hmm. to get your price. But in those areas like this, uh, where you have a lot of that flip activity, you will see your appreciation rates continue to rise higher than the average appreciation rate for the area, for so, the whole value. So 5032, what, mm -hmm. what other zips? Well, anything within that loop. Okay. I mean, we're going to see across the board higher appreciation rates, but I can tell you that Smaller homes usually do better appreciation-wise. So when I say smaller homes, I'm looking at, you know, somewhere around um, 1,500 to 2,000 square feet. Mm -hmm. um, probably a little less than 2,000. Your median sale size is like 1,900 mm -hmm. is usually the, the most popular. But if you go on the smaller size for both rentals and uh, flips, they tend to go more per square foot. Just the pool. Yeah, yeah, the pool of buyers and affordability, right? Mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm. You yeah. try to keep it within affordability. But, you know, we're still seeing such an influx of these luxury buyers too. If it's move-in ready, that sells really fast, really fast, yeah. the move-in ready. So here's the issue with yeah. uh, most flip people though, um, specifically the iBuyers, is that they're having just as hard a time getting people to move as the realtors are. So as a result, they may be doing really well on their individual flips, but they're not doing the volume that they are probably required to do by their investors, I'm guessing. Yeah. They don't talk to me. This is just me <laughs> right. kind of saying, if they this is me, this you. is probably how I would be <clears throat> thinking, right? And so I don't think it's surprising to see certain um, iBuyers such as OfferPad announcing that they're going to be expanding into other markets. Oh, they have to, yeah. Yep. Yeah, they just can't get the volume here anymore. Right. Yeah, absolutely. They're not making huge spreads, but they, they're based on volume and they need the volume. Even the one-off, you know, uh, fix and flippers, you know, that uh, I, I just think that you're seeing a lot of people having to get more strategic and creative with the offering. Mm -hmm. You know, we're seeing a lot of folks that even, you know, with our brokerage, the, the, the business plan, I don't not to give it away for them, but, you know, going in and partnering with the homeowner, if you can find that seller, mm -hmm. potentially that doesn't, you know, maybe the, 
person that's that is looking to retire or looking to cash out of that final nest egg and maybe or maybe downsize of partnering with that seller fronting them that rehab cost mm-hmm. you know and then creating some sort of partnership on the, obviously on that return you know so I've seen a lot of folks get creative on that front too mm-hmm. um, but I think it was trend you know it was one of those things with, it, was, it was like it was like the trendy thing you know you talk about 0506 everybody was a real estate investor we were buying in we were you didn't need to do anything. You didn't need to know anything. And it worked for a lot of people for a short amount of time until the bottom fell out and it didn't. Mm-hmm. Now it's, we're back to this for the last few years. I think it's been that trendy thing, the fix and flippers. And a lot of people are getting in and they're doing um, the, the the professionals, right? That know what they're doing. Yeah, You need to know in. what you're doing now. You need to know what you're doing. And there's folks, we have tons of them around us all the time. Absolutely. They do an amazing job. They've been doing it for a hundred years approximately and they know what they're doing, right? And then there's the people that have gone in and they think they know what they're doing and they're getting their tails kicked or they're just do, mm-hmm. doing it for practice because they're not making what they think. Now I think the new trend that's getting in, and, and I want to talk a little bit about this, is that Airbnb, VRBO space mm-hmm. where people are like, oh, my friend is making all this money on Airbnb. I want to get an Airbnb. Yes, and uh, the, <clears throat> the real risk for Airbnb is um, A, New regulations. That's the big unknown. What regulations are eventually? It's because you know that's going to come. And I don't know what that's going to look like. I'll be honest. And that for me is if you're going to be leveraging this asset and you're going to be depending on a certain amount of income to make this work and you don't know what regulations are going to come down, um, that could be expensive and you might find yourself having to sell it. And so I don't know. I'm not, I'd rather know. I think if anything would get to make me pause, it would be like, what's going to happen now that that um, this is becoming an unpopular thing politically, you know, in the news. Mm-hmm. If you Google all of this stuff on short-term rentals, it's it's all over the nation. It's, it's not everywhere. just here. Yeah, I'm seeing stuff probably once mm-hmm. a week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've got a lot of people who are getting in. So, you know, the main thing that we do for, for mar- tracking <clears throat> our market for resale, you have to know your supply. And that is a real fuzzy number. There is a company out there that scrapes websites. I mean, they literally scrape the website for supply on those things. But uh, anybody who's into data knows that scraping websites for data is really unreliable. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's all they—that's all they've got. Because you're not, unless these individual companies self-report, which they're not right now, you're not going to get a true supply. So you don't know what your supply is. And you're really not really sure what your demand is. All you have is what the other person says they're getting, right? And so uh, there are companies out there that are professional that they they kind of do their own grassroots research and things mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. that. I think AirDNA is one of them. But the fact is that for me, there's no neutral site that has a real like, these are your short-term rentals for sure because we have an address, we have a parcel number associated with it. We have this information on it. Like it's just a room, it's the whole house, the whole year, or it's just part of the year for the whole house. There's all kinds of different kinds, right? And we don't have that kind of information. And so I don't like investing in anything that I have partial information in, but I'm, Mm -hmm. my risk levels, I'm a low risk person. Sure. You know, I mean, I take risks, but I like to mitigate it with data. And if I don't have the data, I don't like to do the risk. So That's then just you're, me. You're, you're, you don't take risks. I take <laughs> risks. I take calculated, calculated risks. Calculated. I take risks when I look risk. at the data and I can see where it's going. <clears throat> and I know that if something were to go wrong, I know that I have choices. 
Um, but that's that's my big issue with short-term rentals is that we don't have a lot of a government data, which most people are like, I don't like the government tracking me unless it's somebody else. I want them to track them, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. but not me. Well, but- you know, you can, if, you know, for everybody listening out there, you can see where uh, and, and how knowledgeable uh, Tina Tambor is and Michael or of the Cronford report. And, you know, we talk about value as an agent. Um, how do you add value to the transaction? How do you make yourself more of a valuable uh, person salesperson um, to grow your business, get more business. And this is the way with the Cromford report. Um, one way, definitely. Yeah. One, yeah, yeah one yeah, of the yeah. ways. Yep. To, so when you go into a listing presentation, you're sitting down with your buyers and you're having those conversations, you've got, like Tina said, calculated data to give to them. So um, it helps them get off the fence, helps them make that decision. Mm-hmm. Cause when you can show a seller, this information, show a buyer, this information you very well may be able to move them from that decision of not or of waiting. So and the other thing, uh, go quick, to the CromfordReport.com yeah, yeah. to sign up today. And uh, I promise you guys won't regret it. Yeah. I think the other thing too, is that we always, we're always caught up in these conversations as salespeople or being in the real estate industry. They're at a barbecue, you're at a gathering, you're at a performance in your kid's school or whatever it is. And someone's like, how's the market? What's going on? Mm-hmm. And you can take with the knowledge and again, you don't have to know every single zip, every single thing, but you can steer the conversation and down a path that makes you look like a knowledgeable mm-hmm. professional of having, you know, certain pieces of data, which again can be found. And then you can yeah. pull that specific zip code once they get more into the right, conversation right. selling to show them the the real numbers. Let That's me pull and send you the data, you yep. know, what's your best email. And you yeah, exactly. exactly. And the thing is, is like there's nothing wrong with risk, by the way. But you want to be informed. Yeah, and it's informed we risk. We all want to have. You want to have all the data, risk. and you want to know exactly what the risk is you're taking on, and Definitely. then you can act. You can act in accordance with your own levels of acceptable risk. And Definitely. so, very That's that's the thing. You just give them the data they need to make their decision. Very um, good advice from Tina Tambor. Thank you. Well, thank any, you for coming any on other, again. You're any awesome. Other, any, any other advice? advice? Yeah. yeah. Any other last minute notes, comments? Oh my God, get some more last listings. We need listings. Get more listings, everybody. Pull some listings out of your magic Use the Cromford Report and sell it or sign here. Let's let's put this baby on the market. Use the Cromford Report to get more listings. Go. (laughs) There you go. Well, thank you for coming on. It's always a pleasure. We look forward to having you again. Maybe you can be a guest host one of these days. There you go. And uh, thanks to our sponsors, VIP Mortgage and Alliance Property Inspections. Guys, have a great rest of the day. We'll see you. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.